welcome to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about empowering self. We talk about and explore different practices, different tools, different ways of opening to this big, potent, beautiful force that's within us that takes us to our passions, our purpose, our bigger love. Today's episode is one that's very near and dear to my heart and one that I have been waiting a while to finally explore with you. It's called Kundalini Awakening. Uh, I think a pretty kind of still controversial topic in that there's a lot of negative connotations around Kundalini Awakening. And my hope is that it can dispel some of those myths as well as um, deliver a bit of a feel for Shakti or Kundalini or kind of the goddess practice. So we talk a lot about this in a lot of our, a lot of our podcasts, um, but we haven't necessarily gone into the specifics of Kundalini Awakening. So it is my great pleasure to bring this episode to you. It again was a recording from a live stream in our private Facebook group, Rewilding for Women. If you're not in there, I would say do a little search on Facebook, Rewilding for Women, and you'll see a private group. Request to join and you're in. And then you can join us weekly live if you prefer to do it that way. Otherwise, keep enjoying the podcast or the videos or however you're watching this. The other thing I do want to mention is that if you're not a subscriber, go to the website, rewildingforwomen.com, and join. There's a lot of free stuff that comes through for subscribers only. So all of our events always get posted to subscribers first. A lot of discounts go to subscribers and a lot of like private videos or content gets shared only with our subscribers. So don't miss out on some of the really good stuff. Go to rewildingforwomen.com and subscribe. And that is enough of me talking. Enjoy this episode and thank you for being here with me. So today's, uh, whew, today's topic is incredibly near and dear to my heart. It's something that I have waited a long time to talk about and to talk about in this fashion. The topic is Kundalini awakening and signs, symptoms, myths, and supports. There's actually some fire coming in me. I know I sort of promised that I wouldn't get all Kali-like on you, but just really quickly, there's a tiny little thing at the start that I just want to share from a perspective of um, of societal norms, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, certain connotations that we have around certain words. And I think kundalini is one of those words that gets such a bad rap and there's so many um, distorted beliefs around kundalini. And there. so one of my aims today is to chat about those. Um, I find it so interesting. Here's my little rant. Here it goes. I find it so interesting that we can talk about goddesses, right? You're seeing this happening in the collective. We're talking about the rise of the divine feminine and the sacred feminine, and that's okay, right? Like, it's mostly acceptable that we can talk about the rise of the sacred feminine and the divine feminine. It's also okay to start to talk about goddess practice, Right, so this is pretty acceptable. We can talk about different goddesses and working with different goddesses, the dark goddesses, the lover goddesses, the warrior goddesses. You're starting to see different things all over the place about goddesses. Beautiful. 
the next term that everyone's starting to be okay with is Shakti. So it's like, yeah, um, I want to explore Shakti. What is this? What is this life force energy? Life force energy, there's another term we're good with. Life force energy, I want to explore Shakti. I want to explore this inner sacred feminine, right? Or that divine wisdom that flows through me. But then you hear the word kundalini and you go, oh shit, spiritual emergency. Oh my God, that's probably bad. Um, a kundalini awakening that could lead us to all sorts of mental, crazy, wild problems. It could lead to my body doing unexpected, wild things. My chakras exploding. I'm going to have to go find a healer who's going to sort my, my kundalini out and my chakras out because all hell is about to break loose. <laughs> Now, I know that I'm going overboard and I'm going over the top, but it just annoys me. Um, and it's part of the reason why I didn't call this lecture today Shakti Awakening. I didn't call it uh, Awakening Supporting the Goddess Within. I'm calling it Kundalini Awakening. And the reason I'm doing that is because um, I'm done dancing around it, and I have been dancing around it, and that's part of the reason why I haven't done this lecture, um, because I've been dancing around that. I've been dancing around the, the collective uh, feel toward kundalini, and the word, and the negative connotation, and I will probably lose, lose rewilding women from our group because of this video. I, 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 it doesn't, I, I won't, I won't, um, I won't be surprised if I lose uh, women, rewilding women from our group because I've labeled this kundalini awakening and because we're going to talk about it. But I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because I don't want to dance around it anymore. And I don't want to pretend like, like I have to use certain words because everyone's comfortable with that. So if you are uncomfortable with the word kundalini, um, just start to change it in your head. So every time I say kundalini, just think shakti. Think Divine Feminine, because it's the same thing. So to kick this off, my first kind of topic I want to talk about is what is Kundalini? What the heck is this? This is like this mythical, uh, scary, potent, wild, mysterious thing that there have been so many warnings about and there have been so many uh, just that negative, scary sort of projections put on it. And I actually have this theory, um, not theory, it's just what I feel. And it's, it's, the, um, it's the part of the suppression of the feminine, right? And I know we've talked about that a lot, especially with, with Hecate, like, and we've talked about the suppression of the dark goddess and the suppression of the feminine, and there were aspects of the feminine that have been pushed down, right? And there's all these negative connotations around the dark goddess, when really she's just love, beauty, bliss, joy underneath all of her rubbly bits, right? But I think the same thing is sort of that residual, like, gooeyness around Kundalini, and, and I'm annoyed. Um, so, so if we lose, um, if we lose women from our group or women who listen to the podcast, um, that's, that's okay. That's, that's going to happen. And I'm okay with that. So if it does rub you the wrong way, it reminds me, I was taking a shower this morning. I was thinking in the shower and I was like, gosh, why do we have such a problem with Kundalini? Like it literally is Shakti. 
It is bliss. It is the divine essence in you, right? It is life force energy. It's it's your, you can, we, we'll do a practice maybe in a little bit where we focus on our breath and we focus on the beat of our heart. That's all considered shakti, right? All of these things are so linked that, that, that it's it, right? We do goddess practice. It's okay to go into Kali, right? It's okay. Like, yeah, I want to do Lalita. Do you know that Lalita is Kundalini, right? Do you know that Kali is Kundalini? Do you know that Shakti is Kundalini? Yeah. There is no reason for us to still be holding on to these, this fear, this fear around Kundalini when it is the most beautiful thing, the most awakening, the most transformative thing on the planet. It, it fuels everything that you do. So if you're already a meditator and now you're working, Kundalini is open and awakened, Shakti is awakened in you, it fuels your meditation practice. It takes you further, faster, right? If you're, if you're doing like psycho-spiritual practices or um, you're doing rewilding stuff and, and now we've got We've got Shakti to support. We've got the Kundalini to support. It takes you further, faster, right? It's um, it's it's, it's it's like we cannot get to the fullness of ourselves. We can't. We will not fulfill our purpose. We will not peel back all the layers to get to authentic fullness of self, right? Our our deepest heart's desire. Our our fullness of love, even our fullness of our, of our life force energy and that sexual, that creative energy, um, we will never have the fullness of that un unless we've got the support and who we have the support of, of Kundalini or Shakti behind us. So I hope that helps to kind of dispel those myths. And what I was thinking about this morning when I was in the shower, I'll finish that thought, um, is how we have such tough, um, a negative connotations around the word God, let's say. And, and it's, it's because of these religious structures or this patriarchal world that we've grown up in or we've been raised in or family systems and, and all of that. So some women, it's like, cannot even hear the word God because it just sends, it sends us into like this terror, panic, oh my God, I think religion, right? And I think horrible things. Um, but they can use the word spirit or source or or other words, right? So I want to just kind of give you that as a similar comparison of like God, source, spirit, whatever word it is that you use that doesn't rub you the wrong way, it's the exact same with kundalini and shakti and, and goddess energy, right? It's, this, it's, this, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So, I mean, of course, there's different ways of talking about it, um, but really, they're all in the same pot, right? So find a word that doesn't rub you the wrong way if, if kundalini is rubbing you the wrong way. Um, kind of makes me want to go into the myth component of kundalini, but I think... No, no, no. I think I will look at my notes. Can you believe this? I have notes for us for today. Um, um, there is something that I do want to say around this feminine and masculine Shiva Shakti that we talk about, and I don't want to go into too much around that today, um, but I do want to say that when we talk about Kundalini 
And when we talk about Shakti, it is far beyond gender, right? We, we use frameworks and we use tools to explain and to try to wrap our minds around and to try to share information as well. So it's not just for our own, like wrapping our minds around it, it's, it's so that we can share and we can communicate in a way. Um, so we have these frameworks and these different ways of talking about things um, and relating to things that, that just try to help us to understand, that help us to, um, to transmit what, what the essence is or what the truth is. And that's, well, that's probably my biggest aim is to, <laughs> is to really, um, I work really hard to translate the essence of the energy, uh, of the, the rawness, the purity of, of Shakti of kundalini um, and but i do want to say that it is far beyond gender so so when we're starting to talk about signs and symptoms which i'll talk about now is it doesn't have to feel feminine in your body for it to be kundalini um, kundalini rising kundalini awakening kundalini moving kundalini connecting to or shakti connecting starting to connect to shakti and starting to feel shakti and starting to be guided by shakti which by the way when i talk about um, body wisdom uh, there are different forms of body wisdom but the highest body wisdom that um yeah, the highest, no, I'm not going to make any, I'm not going to dance around this. The highest body wisdom is Shakti, is Kundalini. And, and so when, when we talk about the body knows how to awaken itself, the body knows how to heal itself, the body knows how to de-rubble. So we've also talked a lot, we talk a lot in rewilding about de-rubbling. Um, the, the, the divine wisdom, Shakti, knows how to do that. So we're working with um, this wise, 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 right? Very high, very pure force that's in us, and it's in all of us. So whether or not you've gone through a, a kundalini awakening or you haven't, it's in you, and it's alive. It's just to what degree is it open? To what degree is it alive? To what degree are you in communion with it? To what degree are you in connection and, and following her, right? Um, and I will say her um, simply because that, that feels good to me. But again, just remember that this is far beyond gender. Um, Okay, so that, a little bit more about uh, kundalini, and, and maybe from, oh, from the masculine and feminine perspective, and from the tantric perspective, from the Shiva Shakti perspective. And I, I love these two ways of explaining Shiva and Shakti. Um, Shiva as awareness, Shakti as bliss or Shiva as awareness, Shakti as love, right? Shiva as awareness or consciousness, Shakti as uh, life force within us, right? Uh, and I've, I've done tons and tons of metaphors in a lot of other live streams to kind of hopefully give us some of this contrast um, between these two different energies. So let's talk a little bit about 
kundalini awakening and I think we'll start to explore some of the myths as I just chat um, around some of the signs or some of the symptoms or how it works or how kundalini can be awakened. So the first thing I think is important to say is that it is so incredibly different for every single person. <laughs> so I can't say like, here are five signs, and if you have three of these five, you will know that you have had kundalini awakening. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I see so much stuff that's out there on the internet, so many just videos and things that are just like, oh, yuck, yuck, why are we talking about it this way? <laughs> um, so, first and foremost is that a kundalini awakening can come from, can come from nothing. It could come absolutely spontaneously while walking in the woods. It could come from a car accident and some, like, really emotional, wild experience that happens in your life. That could be a kundalini awakening. It could come from... Um, certain mind-altering, uh, consciousness-altering drugs can come from that, can come from an enlightened master through mantra, or can come from uh, practices, can come from a lot of different places. So, and, and something else that I want to say here is that what's happening is and this is not just what I'm seeing or feeling or reading about, but it's also what other facilitators who facilitate similar work to rewilding and are in this space of working, working with Shakti, working with the goddesses, working with Kundalini. And a lot of them are kind of collectively saying that Kundalini awakening and, and this Shakti activation is happening more and more and more without necessarily a, an enlightened teacher up at the front doing kundalini activations and kundalini awakenings for you. Like, it reminds me of Muktananda, um, who used to awaken kundalini in thousands of individuals over a weekend. I think he would call them inten intensives, maybe? Kundalini awakening intensives? I'm not really sure. Um, I have not been to one. Um, but, but it used to be that that was kind of more the way that things happened. But now in our world, it's happening through video like this. It's happening through video. It's happening through, it can happen through looking at the image of, of a very spiritually powerful individual. Like some awakenings have happened from individuals looking at Muktananda or other practitioners who give that kundalini awakening transmission. So it can happen from that, it can happen from activated mantras, powerful mantras that are, that hold um, the lineage's essence of awakening kundalini. Now I do want to also say that not every spiritual uh, teacher, facilitator, awakens kundalini. That's some, some spiritual, even enlightened masters, some of them, what their transmission is, is to transmit a particular meditative state to you. It's not necessarily linked to kundalini awakening or shakti awakening, right? So I also want to say that just because it's a, um, just because it might be a, a very, uh, very open, uh, very activated individual teaching or holding space for you doesn't necessarily mean that that they are uh, 
they are transmitting energy to activate or to awaken or to open uh, Shakti within you, the goddess within you, Kundalini within you. Um, okay, so different for everybody. It can happen in a variety of ways. Also, this is something else I want to talk about here. We're kind of talking, exploring some of the myths some more. Is It's not always from the base of the spine up, right? So I know that there's also this lot of talk about how it's this, um, how it's always this like snake-like energy that starts at the base, uh, your, your first chakra, uh, and then the per which is perineum, right? Uh, starts there and then it just snakes its way up and if it doesn't look like that, then well, it wasn't Kundalini awakening. <laughs> Bullshit, <laughs> right? So. Kundalini awakening can come from top down, um, and that's the story of Christ. The story of Jesus was it was a top down awakening for him uh, in the river, doves. Uh, it can come bottom up, so it can be that, what I just kind of talked about, that snake light, can come from the heart as well. So can be just <laughs> heart gets blown open, and that's the kundalini, that's the initial kundalini awakening for an individual. So it, it, it's not um, this like classical, oh, it has to start in the first chakra and then like an elevator, it's going to go up to two and then three and then four. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. And so this is, I think, um, uh, I think this is just so important to talk about because we've got such preconceived notions of it should look like this. Now, after this happens, by the way, these happen in varying degrees, and you don't just have one. It's not just like, oh, one event, and suddenly uh, I'm the spiritual, enlightened, really good person. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is the start, right? Now all hell is about to break loose. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's one of those crazy myths about all hell starting to break loose. There is a derubbling that happens, though, and we're going to talk about that, and I think that's where a lot of the myths have come in or a lot of the fear factors have come in, is because once this derubbling starts to happen, it's, it's the ego. The ego is kind of grasping, and the ego gets scared, right? Part of the ego's job is to maintain a sense of self. That's the ego's job, and it does a really good job of that. Um, it's I am separate from everything else. Right? Whereas when this starts to open and awaken, there's, it's, it's, scary, it's scary, scary for the ego. Um, and, and it can do all sorts of, of wild thoughts and things to try and protect itself. Um, okay, but I don't want to get too far into that. Signs and symptoms. I just want to see if there's anything else. Yeah, so um, there will be multiple, depending on your path, right? Depending on your unique path, your unique journey. Um, there are oftentimes, though, if you follow this path and if this is part of, of what you're here to experience in this life, there are multiple awakenings, multiple openings, right? Um, can be constant, can be continual. And again, it depends on your practice, your dedication, um, your, your, your deepest heart's purpose. Like, what is that? Is it to follow this, this path and to continue to open? Um, so, so I just also want to say that is it's not just like one bang and I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> no, now it is legitimately the start. Like it is the start of the journey. And what she will do is, like I mentioned before, is she fuels 
everything, right? Suddenly meditations are sweeter or, um, or you're able to get into different realms of consciousness easier or, or access places that you weren't able to access prior to having this connection to her. Um, uh, love, love changes, connection to self changes, connection to other changes, um, connection to our deepest heart's yearning and our purpose changes, connection to our desire for spirituality changes or to know the unknown, right? Like, why am I here? How does all of this work? Um, the esoteric gifts. So I know we talk a lot about gifts um, in, in relation to the medicine woman, but again, that's just a particular shakti or thread of the goddess, but it's, it's these gifts, these spiritual gifts that start to unfold in us as well. So all of these things are, um, are, are signs and, and what happens when kundalini starts to awaken in us. Uh, something else to talk about here is, uh, I know this gets into kind of supports, but it's also the awakening happens and now, now what, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, bang, I've had Shakti pot is a word um, that's also used in some traditions as the awakening of Kundalini. Um, it's called, can be termed Shaktipat, so it's not just Shaktipat happens or this, this one event happens and then suddenly like you don't have to meditate or <laughs> you don't um, have to support this process in self. A lot of times what can happen, and I see this a lot in rewilding workshops for women who have these activations happen or these awakenings happen, is a lot of times what it leads to is a state of bliss or joy. So that can be another sign or another symptom of just, just in, in bliss for, for days or this immense love that you feel or can, can feel very, um, can feel like very intimate. It's suddenly like, wow, what is this? Like, there's this, just this beautiful, like loving sexual energy rolling through my body. That can be um, another kind of, uh, sign or I don't like saying signs or symptoms but I'm just kind of giving you a lot of different things it can be big so they can be very physical um, so awakenings can be some of those like classical like shaking and you're just like what's going on um, can be very physical but also can be extraordinarily subtle it can happen while making love in a really quiet way like I said it can happen while taking a walk outside in a quiet subtler way can happen while sitting in meditation, in silent, quiet meditation. Um, so just know that there are different degrees to which Kundalini awakens and, and there are different activations that happen. It doesn't just go from chakra one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to the top. Uh, it can start in the heart and it could be that this part, um, this energetic uh, chakra, this energetic part of self is what's just being open. And awakened and, and danced with right just here first and that's it and then it could be maybe then she moves to second chakra suddenly you're just like whoa what is this massive opening happening in my second so there um, this 
can be this um, bouncing around. And the thing about it is, is that she knows. She knows. She knows what is perfect for you. She knows perfectly how to awaken you. She knows perfectly how to clear out the rubble in you. She knows perfectly what needs to be done next. So our job is literally to give her the space for that, to trust her in that, to open to her. So in workshops, and for the women who work with me a lot, a lot of times it's the, um, a lot of times we work with, body wisdom is just a great word or way of describing this that I think helps. It's just, it's that, that deeper wisdom, right? And it's, it's um, relaxing the mind to allow her to move us, right? So when we're in some of these practices, she physically wants to shake the stuff out, right? And that's all of the obstructions that are preventing you from knowing who you are, that are prevent all of the obstructions that are blocking you from coming into your fullest love, your fullest expression of you, all of the obstructions. She wants to clear them out, all of those weird mental patterns. And we all have weird mental patterns, I promise you. Um, just start to look at your particular culture versus another person's particular culture. We have weird mental patterns that we've adopted from our society where it says this is, this is acceptable and this is not acceptable, right? So she wants to free us or liberate us from these limiting beliefs that we've got about ourselves. So that's part of it is she, in the de-rubbling, um, she's cleaning out, she's clearing out these mental patterns for us, emotional, icky, sticky points. She's also doing that, right? We, we bury some emotions in our bodies. And, and part of what she does in her wisdom, when we give her the space, right? It's about giving her the space. It's about honoring this wise, 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 divinely connected pure love and pure light part of self. And, and she runs through you. She, she's, she's rolling through you. She is, she is wanting to dance you, right? That's, what, that's her deepest heart's desire. She's wanting to dance you. She's wanting to open you. She's wanting to clear out all of the things that are, that are stopping you from coming into your fullness, right? I think every single woman that I work with says, I want to know me, right? I want to open to my fullness. I want to come into, out of the caterpillar, into the butterfly. This is exactly what Shakti is asking you for. And our job is to invite. That's it. It's to invite. It's to honor. It's to respect. It's to support. It's to give her space. Now, how do we do that? So I've written down a whole list of supports for us so that I don't, um, so that I don't miss any. Now, just because I have this list doesn't mean there aren't like 50,000 more that I could share with you. Um, I'm watching time, sorry, I've got about 10 minutes left um, in our time together and I wish that we could go forever because I think I could talk about this forever. Uh, so how do we support this in ourselves? One is good sources of information, good facilitators, good teachers, people who understand the process, women, men who have already been through 
the activations, have been through the awakenings, have been through the de-rubbling. You want a teacher who's been through the de-rubbling, who's gotten the channels opened, right? So that's, that's a big, 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 big support. Finding good, not, not just being in space with the teacher who understands it, but finding good quality resources. And if you start to see something around fear, don't read it. Get rid of that crap, right? If it's not coming from this place of love and bliss and joy, get it out because it's feeding the ego. It's feeding the fear of the ego, right? Part of, part of the ego has to, there's a death and a rebirth that constantly is happening. So when this de-rubbling is happening, or a lot of teachers will call it the purification of Shakti's purification, Kundalini starts to purify us, and that's just the de-rubbling. Um, so when that starts to happen there, it's not just de-rubbling of our body. I think we're so comfortable of like, oh yeah, I've had this pain in my shoulder my whole life. And now it feels like that uh, tension, that emotional gooeyness that was maybe stuck in my shoulder is being released, right? Kundalini's working on it. Like, oh, I touch it and it makes me cry. It makes me want to rage. Perfect. This is de-rubbling, by the way. Um, and I'm okay with my shoulder being de-rubbled. I'm okay with body. I'm okay with my physical body. But there's this interesting thing that when it gets to the mind, the fear comes in. But she has to purify the mind because the mind holds all of those wild mental patterns, right? So, so when you're looking at supports, if it's not coming from this love, this big mama heart space, this bliss, this joy, if a facilitator is not talking about Kundalini or Shakti from a place of like devotion, a place of admiration, a place of absolute like, I will, I will get on my knees and honor this divine presence in self. If a facilitator or teacher or author doesn't kind of have that vibe of just love and bliss and joy and, and devotion uh, and dedication, then I would say skip that stuff. Find some other stuff, <laughs> right? Um, because otherwise that's just them still in their fear. Um, and that just leads to lots of the, those myths that we talked about and lots of that fear-based stuff. Um, so that's, that's one a practice that's really powerful, um, especially when some of the de-rubbling starts to happen because it can feel very personal, right? It's emotional de-rubbling. It's um, mental de-rubbling, right? She's clearing out obstructions for you. This is her, like her gift. She's purifying. She's clearing out obstructions. She's bringing you into you and your love and your fullness. And she's wanting to show you everything you're asking for. Like, what is my purpose? What Help me to understand my connection to the all. Help me to understand my connection to spirit, God, source, whatever word we're using. Remember that from the start? <laughs> right? Help me to, and she wants to do that. Um, so a great practice is this witness consciousness, right? Is a Shiva. Shiva practices are great. So it's the um, taking your awareness to that part of you which is witnessing you. Do you see where my hand is? My hand is behind my head. And you can do this practice of like who's or what is watching me. And that's a beautiful practice and a very supportive practice. So Shiva practices 
because there's the Shiva Shakti, right? Um, and I can say that we just had a men and women's workshop this weekend where we worked very much with masculine and feminine, very much with Shiva Shakti. And we would do a really big Shakti practice. And then one of the most beautiful, like, <sighs> restful, supportive places was to go into this big Shiva holding practice, this just big witness practice. So those practices are really powerful. Breath, breath is wonderful. Breath can be very representative of Shakti, right? So breath is life force. So using breath meditations, breathing the body, right? Breathing, breathing all the way down. So a lot of activations can happen. And I watch this a lot in workshops for women who are even brand new to rewilding and have never even meditated in their lives, right? We just start to do simple, we're breathing. We're starting to just open to her. And you watch these women who have never meditated, who don't even know anything about the goddess or Shakti or Kundalini. And you just watch the opening happen, right? You just, you watch it. And to bear witness to this is so, it's, it's I have no words um, for how it feels. Um, so breath can be very powerful. Transmission, being held in a space, <laughs> held in a space, whether that be a sisterhood, right? So rewilding, like we've created this online um, group to, to do that. I do these things weekly to do that in a way that costs you nothing, right? Um, for those of you who are like, yeah, this is great, but I, I want more support. There are other offerings that we have at Rewilding Cup. Right? Come to retreat. We've got retreat in October. If you are wanting to explore Shakti Kundalini and this feels like, wow, this is a good space for me. It resonates with me. I feel it, right? I feel it in my heart. Every time I put out an invitation video, I always say, feel. I, I, I am sharing this with you as a way of feeling. If this feels right for you, then do it. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Um, so finding these spaces, come on, come on rewilding retreat. Um, watch out for the inner circle where we're going to work with a different Shakti every single month. We're going to work with a different archetypal energy every month. So that's another way of being in this space. And I'm not just saying rewilding spaces. There's a lot of other spaces too, but trust where you're being guided. Trust, trust that wisdom. Trust, trust her, right? Trust her. And I think we'll do a video in the future about um, creating that connection with her, following her guidance, how to hear her, how to know when it's her guiding and when it's another part of self or mind kind of getting in the way. Uh, so that's a really powerful thing as well to chat about. Um, let's see. I think that's it. I think that feels, I think that feels really good for chatting a bit about um, a bit about the signs, a bit about the symptoms a bit about the supports and a bit about the myths too to hopefully um, dispel some of those myths and, and let 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 the ego mind let go of that fear around it because ultimately it is this bliss it is ecstasy it is this joy that I don't think we can experience ever in this life until this is open in us there's a fullness that we will never get to until this part of us, this sacred feminine, 
is rolling through us. And I'm so grateful that we live in, in the times that we live in and we have access to this, right? That she is here and she's coming through. And it's not just when you're um, working with an enlightened master in India to open up the Shakti and the Kundalini, right? We can, we can do it. And I've, I've listened to women who did our online retreat and have shared with me the opening and the awakening that happened for them in our online retreat, right? Like this stuff is happening and I'm, I'm just so honored that she is so present in our world, right? And, and the divine feminine is here to dance with the divine masculine. Um, it's just the, it's the, the, can you see that this is, this is my passion? <laughs> this is what makes my heart sing. Um, and just, it cracks me wide open. And it's, it's why I do what I do. Um, yeah, yeah, I am in love with you. My God, just talking about Shakti and, and the bliss and the joy and just feeling, right, feeling her. Uh, I just, I have so much love for you. And I know I say this so often, but I mean it every time I say it. Like, I'm so grateful for you all for being here and co-creating the space with me on the lives. I know it's not always easy to get into the live streams or to make the time to be here live. And I know sometimes it's like, oh, hey, this is recorded. I'll just watch it later. But I do want to say that from the bottom of my heart, like it makes a difference that you're here. It changes the words that come out of my mouth, right? It changes the energy that is flowing between our circle. Right, it makes it bigger. It makes it more love. It makes it more supportive, more holding, more potent, more powerful, because you're here. And I just want to say I am so insanely appreciative of that. Okay, my dear friends, um, we'll have another live stream next week. Stay tuned. If you're not a part of the newsletter, get on the newsletter, rewildingforwomen.com and then subscribe. That's where you'll find out about the inner circle. That's where you'll get retreat invitations. That's where you get discounts. That's where other little tidbits come out that only go to our subscribers. So make sure you're a part of that. Okay, let's close with lots and lots of love, right? So hearts and love and just this like big, um, let's do it as a big honoring of Shakti. The Shakti in us, the divine feminine in us, the life force in us. So it's a really like a, just a, I see that beautiful love force in me. I see it in you. And um, I'm going to trust in a way that I've not trusted before. Or I'm going to fall into or sink into or open to her in a way that I have maybe not done before. All right, my dear friends, I love you. Mm -hmm.